What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special deep dive edition of Third Shift. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, is Eric. And this week's episode centers around one of Eric's very favorite characters. Hooray! It's Alani, everybody. I bet you couldn't guess. So, to start things off, Alani. She is an Eldred supporter. She was raised as a healer, but forced to be a warrior. Alani is all that remains of her order after Rendane's Imperium stole the oceans from her world. Through meditation, intense focus, and warranty-breaking misuse of water-soluble nanotech, she can summon tidal waves with a flick of a finger. She is a healer, oh, yeah. a controller, and she is complex to use. And I don't think that's actually true. But sure. All right. She's pretty darn easy. You remember that complex doesn't specifically mean that. It just has to be with how the skills interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Very true. Which I guess I do agree with. Yeah. Especially as you get further down in the tree. Yeah, you can definitely take Alani in several directions, depending on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. She can be a full-on attacker, or you can go full heals, you can do a nice in-between. It can be pretty complex, I suppose. Rolling into her basic attack, which is Torrent, Alani hurls water bolts using Ket, her order's martial art. Successful hits increase stacks of osmosis. Well, what's osmosis? Osmosis is her passive. Successful hits with Torrent... Hone Alani's connection to the water, generating up to three osmosis stacks and increasing the healing power of Wellspring. What's Wellspring, you ask? Well, that's basically her her secondary attack slash ability. Wellspring envelops a friendly target in water, healing them. If untargeted, Wellspring heals Alani for half the amount, and the heal amount is increased by osmosis stacks. Now, what do you think about all the you know her general attacks and you know and all that primary ability there, Eric? Torrance. Torrent's obviously very short range unless you buff up, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, The Wellspring, her healing ability, for others and for herself, is very annoying, uh, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Because how it works is if you're looking at another player and you're within range, it'll automatically put a little circle around them with the Wellspring symbol, and then boom, you you can heal them. And like it says, if it's not on anyone, you'll heal yourself. The problem is... Mm -hmm in the thick of battle, oftentimes the individual who needs help is running around with their head cut off and you're jumping yeah. around and running around with your head cut off. So trying to heal that particular target can sometimes be a pain in the butt, especially in the cases when there's a ton of um, bots and whatnot all over the place. makes it very, very annoying at times. And then the same thing for when you're trying to heal yourself. You'll be like, all right, I need to get me a heal. So you'll jump up in the air and try to look down at the ground or you know whatever trick you have. But once again, in the thick of it all, who knows who's going to pop into your field of vision at that very second that you're about to heal and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. oh, there you go, Fred, here's a heal that you didn't need and now I've got 10% health and either A, I need to retreat and go back to base or hit a few people, do Wellspring again, or just die. Yeah, I think that's the only issue I have with her, her basic kit there is... You know, whenever I need to heal myself as an Alani, I usually turn and run straight into a wall or a corner or something where nobody can possibly even get in front of me. Okay, then heal and turn around and, you know, I've lost track of where that boulder was that was coming in, where our Whiskey Foxtrot who needs a little support is at. But like you said, if you do it any other way than just like completely removing yourself from the battlefield, a bot is almost guaranteed to just like pop in for no reason and then you drop this enormous heal on a little minion bot i've seen people say that it should have its own like designated heal others and then heal yourself buttons like miko does Mm -hmm. or i I think you just should not be able to heal the bots 
which I mean, because when I drop a heal on a bot, it doesn't seem to stay alive that much longer. Well, because anyway. their HP is generally so low anyway. Even with a full yeah. heal, what's that? Another hit or two. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you're helping very much. And I agree with that. I at the end of the day, either would say taking off uh, heals for bots in general, or allowing mm-hmm. you to hold one button and push another to get a self heal. Basically, a guaranteed yeah. self heal. I think you know having to utilize your little fingers and work hard to heal someone else i can understand because that's just you know skill and sometimes luck because like i said it can get intense with a lot of different characters and grouped up so maybe like a uh, like a touchpad swipe Mm -hmm. they don't use it a lot for anything but the scoreboard so if you just went whoop all right there's my self-heal button bam done that'd be great however that's not the case at the moment and what yeah. we're working with is, well, you know, it's decent, but uh, definitely a couple things with that could be better. Yeah, you know me, Brainstorm Jones. Mm-hmm. Tell me a problem, I'll figure out a way to fix it. Trying to it. let Gearbox know what it's about, right? That's right. Now, rolling on into her actual abilities, we've got Geyser first up. Alani causes a groundswell to erupt at a targeted location, knocking enemies into the air, dealing 134 damage, and binding them for one second. The cooldown on that is a big 25 seconds. What you think about Geyser, Eric? Uh, difficult. I love it. Yeah. And the more I've used her, I've gotten better with it and predicting where people are going to be. But I think this is one of the hardest of her skills to use yeah. and use effectively because you have to be able to predict or maneuver individuals where you need them so that way mm-hmm. you hit them up into the sky. And it used to be a lot better back in the day because of the, you know, it held them for a lot longer. But uh, mm-hmm. it's still effective and it's still a great way to get someone out of the, the game for a minute. And oftentimes when they right. land, if you put enough damage on them, they're going to retreat anyway. So it's a very effective tool, but not my favorite by any measure in her arsenal. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. For me, it's just, it, it takes so long to erupt after you put it on the ground. It feels like it's like two full seconds before it pops up sometimes. And, oh, I'm going to put it down and slow down the wave. Oh, they're doing like their crazy super sprint for some reason, and I've totally missed everybody. But like you said, once you do get hit by it, I mean, it is basically a stun. And what happens when you hit somebody with stun in this game, they go, oh, crap, I'm getting damaged by something, or you're going far enough away that I'm not going to chase you, and usually get people to turn back and or back off their offensive anyway. So I like it, but too hard to use for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up, we got Riptide. Riptide hurls a wave that deals 33 damage, pushes away enemies, and leaves a trail of water that hastens allies. Riptide's trail of water lasts for three seconds. Cooldown on that is another big 20 seconds. What you think, Eric? Ah, uh, this is your bread and butter, Riptide, man. You know, as we'll discuss later, it heals, it deals damage, it pushes enemies off of you. Ah, this is the skill right here. This is what you want to put your money into, and this is where you want to build your character on. Because with Riptide, you can control lanes, you can control characters, you got all sorts of power at your fingertips. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. It's basically everything you said, 100% agree. So, moving on to her ultimate, Emergence. Emergence marks a target enemy or location, summoning a water dragon that deals up to 167 damage and 251 damage over 4 seconds to enemies caught in its wake. Cooldown is 60 seconds. And of course, with this bad boy, it's useful, but I don't rely on it for anything. It's just a nice perk, Mm. a nice bonus. Whenever it pops up, obviously, put it down where it's going to do the most damage. Or if you need Mm. to scare people off of you for a minute... Put it somewhere where you know they'll see it on the ground doing its little swirly, and then they're gonna like, oh, we gotta wait, and then they they back off, gives you a second to retreat, regroup, whatever it is you need to do. 
And if they are stupid enough to run through it, hey, they, they get a ton of damage done to them. Yeah, I think for me, this this isn't one you're going to get a lot of kills with. Like you said, it's mostly a scare tactic for me. I mean, you can throw it on a sentry or something that's not going to move a lot to do a fair bit of damage. I mostly use this, like if I'm getting two people coming at me, I'll throw emergence on one, and it'll usually get him to back off and separate from his buddy so they don't both get caught in the damage. And then I've got a little bit more room to play with whatever it is, because even when I'm battling an enemy Alani, I don't notice that this does much damage to me, especially even that 251 damage for the, you know, the pool that it leaves on the ground. I'm always running through emergence pools, and I don't feel like I'm going, oh, geez, that was bad. I got to go all the way around. Usually once the dragon's up, I just run through, and I don't really notice it that much. I would agree. It's not, it's not super powerful, but I don't know. If I get hit for that much damage, I generally do start to reconsider what I'm up to and, you know, decide whether I should keep pushing forward or need to hang back and wait for somebody to come with me, etc. Or or if you think about it too, 251 damage, if you've got full shield on, you can run through that with no issues. Yes. Because it's not, it's not even going to break your shield. But I don't have a, so, a full shield. Well, uh, as you probably do. <laughs> I'll tell you, play better. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. I'm an Eldred. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jumping right into the Helix build, boys and girls. On the left, we've got Running River, and on the right, we've got Stormy Seas. The left one is going to be mostly about your attacks, all sorts of damage dealing stuff, etc. And on your right, it's going to be your control and heals. So we'll kick this right off, and I'm going to let you know I kind of have a in-the-middle build, as we'll find out as we go through here. So... On the left, you've got Soothing Mist. Riptide pools heal friendly targets over time, plus 51 health per second. On the right, you've got Splash Zone. Nearby allies are healed when geyser erupts, plus 360 health. This one's a no-brainer. If anybody picks Splash Zone, something's wrong with you. Just going <laughs> to say that. Because you are a glutton for punishment. Because as I stated already... Predicting where people are going to be and trying to do all that with geysers, difficult. And if you're waging your, you know, betting your heel on that, yeah, well, it's not going to work out so well for you unless you're some ungodly pro, which I'm sure they're out there. But hey, mm. Soothing Mist is the way to go. It's easy, heals friendly targets, and it heals a bunch of friendly targets if they're grouped up, which makes things very nice. And as we talked about earlier, when those bots are clumped up and you throw one of those out, not only are you whapping enemies off of you, etc., if you pick that, but you're also healing all those little bots and giving them one or two more hits so that way they can keep pushing for you. Yeah, 100% agree with this one. you got to go to the left with the Soothing Mist. I know you get more bang for your buck with Splash Zone. You get more heals with that, but like you said, Good luck hitting anybody with it. I mean, if you can, like, conspire your buddy to come stand in a corner with you while you just throw geyser down at your feet and the enemies aren't paying attention to you, I mean, sure, go nuts. But Riptide is way more useful in every situation. So put the heel on Riptide and away you go. Mm-hmm. Number two. On the left, we've got Pressure Gradient. Torrent projectiles bounce between enemies bound by geyser. On the right, you've got Surface Tension. While the target is affected by geyser, a portion of damage dealt to the target is dealt to nearby enemies, plus 15% damage shared to nearby targets. I always go with the right on this one, surface tension. And the reason I do that is because it's easy. You pop down the geyser, you walk away. If there's enemies by them, great. If there's bots by the guy you were trying, guy or gal you were trying to trap, fantastic. 
You don't have to think about it. You just drop and go. The left one is kind of the same, but it relies more on people staying in in the vicinity, I guess, would be Mm. the word I'm looking for. So generally speaking, you could go with either or. It's not that big of a deal, and I don't think the damage done is going to be that big of a deal either, but I just like surface tension. Yeah, this one's kind of a toss-up for me, but I generally go with surface tension just because the one to the left, it's the torrent projectiles that bounce between the enemies, and it's only the enemies that are in the geyser already. So it doesn't have anything to do with the damage your buddies are laying down. And now we haven't tested this out a lot, but I always assume that surface tension, all right, somebody's up, shoot him, anybody, and a bunch of people usually jump on whoever's bubbled up in the geyser, and then it'll do damage to people around Correct. too so it just seems like you get way more bang for your buck and you could you can get your buddies in on the damage sharing with, with surface tension so that's what i yeah and by for. clarifying that a little bit when i say drop it and go that means i don't have to worry about it because i'm not the only individual who can do the damage to make extra damage get tossed out there whereas with pressure exactly. gradient you have to do the torrent and well sometimes i'm not trying to get them up there so i can hit them i'm trying to get up there so i can get out so surface yep, tension, I just feel, is a little more useful in, in every way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So moving on to number three. We've got pressure wash. Torrent projectiles travel farther. In the middle, we've got our first mutation, kinetic diffusion. At maximum osmosis stacks, Alani moves faster, plus 30% movement speed. On the right, we've got overflow. Increases the minimum healing amount from wellspring, plus 15% healing. This one's a toss-up. Generally, I'm going to go to the right with overflow because a lot of times, especially in the beginning game, before you upgrade your Riptide, which we'll talk about farther down the line, you need osmosis to do good heals. If you don't have full osmosis stacks, you're not going to be doing a bunch of healing with that uh, wellspring. And obviously, you're a healer, a supporter. You need to be healing people. So I just feel like by getting overflow... If I throw out a you know a two osmosis stack heal, you add that fifteen percent in, and it comes out to be you know a little a little bit better. I don't worry so much about failing and screwing up and not getting full osmosis stacks before I throw out a heal, and then they're not getting enough and they died. Well, you didn't do your job right. It's kind of that safety blanket for me. But on the left, pressure wash is just amazing. Being able to get them torrent, you know, them torrent rounds down the range farther, hitting enemies so you're less likely to be in the thick of it is very important. And not only that, if you're hitting them at the farther range, you're building osmosis so you can do the bigger hills with Wellspring. So I can see where people would want to go left. I can see with where I go, which is obviously with overflow. What about you? Yeah, I always go to the left on this one just because, I mean, Alani's a ranged character, but her range is, unless you take pressure wash to the left her range is really not that good she's kind of like short to mid range at best with pressure wash i feel like i'm an actual ranged character and like you said that helps me build up my osmosis if i can see a galilea running in at me i can be hitting her the whole time building up all my osmosis so i'm definitely full before she even gets up on me and does any damage that i need to heal so i think just for the osmosis build up alone even if you you know even if I'm doing like no damage, which Alani does pretty good damage, I, I think just for the osmosis build up alone, pressure wash is the way to go for me anyway. I can see why people would go to the right with overflow because it's just bonus healing no matter what. To the middle, it's kind of eh to me. I mean, Alani is super slow, but that only affects you at max osmosis stacks, so 
Eh, I don't yeah, know. just to finalize on that, going in the middle route, I don't see the use in that because, in my opinion, if you're really rocking it with Alani, you're not going to be at max osmosis stacks. You're going to be tossing mm-hmm. down heels left and right, even if people don't need them that much. Why not? Yeah. Keep everybody topped off to the best of your ability. So with that having to be at max you know, osmosis to get your 30% movement speed, I just don't see that as being that useful. I will say, if that was changed up and was at 30% max speed, regardless, in a heartbeat, because Alani is slow as all get out. So that would be a oh, huge yeah. game changer, and I would definitely be uh, hard-pressed to pick a choice in those three if that was the case. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Moving on to number four. On the left, we have Wet Blanket. Riptide slows enemies that are hit by a plus three second slow duration. We have a mutation in this one, Wave Shock. Riptide pools burst and deal damage over time to enemies standing inside the radius, plus 54 damage per second. And on the right, we have Ride the Wave. Alani rides her Riptide Wave, launching her forward along its path. I always go with Wave Shock on this one. So if you have the mutation, I would suggest you use it. Because as we discussed, Riptide's your bread and butter. You're laying that sucker down for heals. You're laying it down for clearing. And now, with this, you're laying it down for damage. It's just that beautiful, beautiful skill to put down. And regardless if it's not a ton of damage being dealt, when they're taking those kind of hits, plus your friendlies all hitting them as well, they're running. They're starting to panic. They're running. They're circling. They're backing up to walls. And you're winning. I would say the only other one to take in this category would be Wet Blanket, which is the left choice if you don't have the mutation. And obviously, that slows enemies. Slowing enemies is good. It is very helpful. And it's also very helpful in incursion on the bots, giving your team more time to take them down before they're on your sentry. Uh, Ride the Wave, not my, not my cup of tea. I used it when I first started playing Alani a little bit, but I found myself... If I would get in trouble or panicked, sometimes I'd hit Riptide, and then all of a sudden I'm flying in the wrong direction, deeper in enemy yeah. territory. Obviously, if I was really good, I understand that that wouldn't be the case. But, you know, sometimes crap happens, and I don't want to have that be the way I go down, looking like a moron riding my wave in the middle of a century or something. <laughs> so, no thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on this one again. If you don't have the mutation, you got to go wet blanket and get that slow in. But I personally always go with wave shock because I find that if I throw a riptide down and the enemy isn't slowed by it, they always just ignore it and stand in it regardless. So I'm getting that bonus damage on them literally all the time. The only time I see people avoid my riptides is if it has the slow on it. When, you know, they go, oh, no, I'm slow. Let me try and run away slowly. Versus if I lay it down, they stand in there and they're not slowed. They just stand in it and take every single hit of damage. So you have to go wave shock on this because people don't pay attention to it and it's just free damage. Mm -hmm. I agree, sir. Good choice. You're a wise man. Damn straight. All right. Let's see if we can keep this going. Moving on to number five. On the left, you've got Karaka Fruit Express. Obtaining an osmosis stack temporarily increases Alani's torrent damage, plus 15% damage for three seconds. In the middle, you have another mutation, Extremophile. Increases the maximum osmosis healing bonus, but reduces the minimum osmosis healing bonus. Plus 25% increase and a negative 33% decrease. On the right, you've got Full Saturation. Healing with maximum osmosis stacks reduces the amount of damage the target takes, plus 30% damage reduction for 6 seconds. This one, 
you'll never see me take extremophile. I don't yeah. I don't dig negative effects. I don't care how positive the other one is. I don't deal with negative effects. So not going <laughs> to do it. Period. And if you're just getting into it, I wouldn't recommend you do it either because it requires you to pay attention and understand what you're doing. And that's just not how I roll. I don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, you're always going to see me go with Karaka Fruit Express because you're always getting osmosis stacks. You're throwing out torrent damage. What does that do? That increases your osmosis stacks. So guess what that means? You're getting a 15% damage increase for three seconds. Well, usually you're hitting someone within the three seconds, so you're just re-upping that buff over and over and over and over again. It's just a solid buff, not to mention later on, as we'll talk about, you're going to get a Riptide bonus that's going to also have you constantly gaining osmosis stacks, which just keeps you going. 15% extra damage. It's a big deal. I could see why some people would like to do full saturation, but that's just not my jam. That's not how I roll. I really think this is kind of a a one-trick pony with Karaka Fruit. Okay, well, see, I will say I definitely agree with you with Extremophile because if I'm in a pinch and I need to throw out a zero osmosis heal, I don't want it doing even less even less healing. But for me, I always go to the right with full saturation because if I'm laying a full osmosis heal on you, it's because you need it bad. You're taking all kinds of hits. You're taking all kinds of damage. You're maybe a boulder out on the front line. So if I heal you up, top you off and you're taking less damage on top of that, I feel like I'm helping the team out a little bit more. Versus Karaka Fruit Express, I feel is more just like for me, helping me be a better me versus full saturation is, I'm helping you be a better you. Yes, teamwork. Teamwork makes his dreams work, Matt. I have to agree with you. I do understand why you picked that one. But Mm -hmm. once again, that requires you to pay attention, and it requires you to actually go, hey, look, that boulder needs assistance. He's our tank. What a smart idea to heal him up. Not only that, if I heal him and he gets the damage reduction, he stays alive longer. Fantastic. Now, now, quick counter to that. I haven't tested this out, but if I'm healing with max osmosis stacks, but I'm healing me, I'm assuming this still yeah. still activates Target correctly. is target. So mm-hmm. whoever needs that big heal needs it for a reason, whether it's you or me or him or her or it. So that... Again, that, that's the only reason I go for it. It's not a bad choice. It just requires you to pay a little more attention. Like I said, yeah, I typically go with the builds where I can just roll, gunning, you know, doing the damage, doing the heals, and living. So there you mm-hmm. go. Number six, everybody. Channeling on the left. Geyser generates one stack of osmosis per enemy knocked into the air. And on the right... <laughs> what are you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm already shaking my head trying to think of who would ever take channeling versus the one that's on the right that you're about to talk about. I know. And on the right, you've got Refresher. (laughs) Moving through Riptide Pools generates osmosis over time. As we just discussed, this is a no-brainer. You will go with Refresher or you do not play Alani. I'm just letting you know right now, if you're going with the left and channeling, I need you to stop playing Alani and go play someone else. It's very important. <laughs> Refresher is the way to go. Getting that osmosis is fantastic. It allows you to be Alani. It allows you to do more damage. It allows you to give more heals. It is just all around better in every way possible. Relying on Geyser is always a bad idea, as I've already said several times. Yep. Again, 100% agreement with you. Refresher is the only way to go, especially because when you laid out that Riptide, you don't even have to like 
walk the whole length of your riptide pool to be getting osmosis. You throw it out, you take two steps forward, you're standing in it, and your osmosis goes bloop, 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 and now you have your full heal again. So even if you just go, oh my God, full heal on Steve, throw out a riptide to push the Galileo away, stand in there, and then bloop, 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 full heal on me, because it took like three seconds to do it. I mean, it's just, it's a no-brainer. You you have to take this if you're playing Alani, like you said. It is indeed. So we'll discuss another one because that one's done. Number seven, you've got white water on the left. Increases the attack speed of Torrent, plus 20% attack speed. On the right, you have go with the flow. Torrent reduces the cooldowns of all skills on every hit. Negative 0.5 second cooldown time. I will say you can go with either one on this one. It really depends on what your jam is, and I switch in between them all the time. I do favor white water because attack speed is awesome, and it is just a simple attack speed boost. No frills, no gimmicks, no anything, and I love those. They, Like I said, they speak to me. And if you're doing torrent and hitting things faster, guess what that means? Your osmosis is stacking faster, and you're putting out more heals faster, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, you're a winner. However, with Go At The Flow, there's nothing wrong with that because, as I'll discuss a little bit later, cooldowns are awesome. Getting those cooldowns minimized so that Riptide can be out more and more and more and more is never, ever a bad thing. So I won't hate on anybody who picks either one of those. For me, Whitewater is this huge, awesome attack speed buff, but I always go with Go With The Flow just because, like you said, I want cooldowns to be as short as possible. So yeah, I always go to the right just because I want those cooldowns fast and I want my stuff up. And as much of a nice boost as Whitewater is, cooldown for me is just the way to go. I, but like you said, both both awesome choices. Yes. That's one of the spots where they did a really good job of making both of those very attractive and very different. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to number eight. On the left, you've got Aquifer reduces geysers eruption time. Negative 30% eruption time. In the middle, you have a mutation. Pressure valve. Geyser deals increased damage to enemies, plus 15% damage increase. And on the right, you've got Old Trustworthy. Increases geyser's area of effect, plus 25% area of effect radius. This one, pretty easy. You're going to go with Old Trustworthy. Because, as we've said a billion times, that's hard to hit, hard to connect. So, with a plus 25% area of effect, A. That increases your odds pretty significantly and allows you to do what you're going to do, which is get the heck out of dodge. Or if you're trying to hurt them, go ahead and lay down the hurt. Uh, Generally, as I play, I use it more as an escape plan. I feel like they're going to be putting too much damage down on me or whatever the case may be, so I use a geyser to trick them into it, and I get the heck out and wait for buddies to back me up or just go back to base, get my health back, and come back, live another day. I don't generally use it to deal damage and kill the enemy. But I understand that some people do that very thing. So if you're not going to pick old trustworthy, I would say pressure valve is your only real other option. Now, here we got our first disagreement of the Helix phase. Here you go. I knew he was going to pick Aquifer. I knew it. That's right. I'm definitely going with Aquifer just because of the reduction of the eruption time. That's what makes Geyser hard to deal with for me. So, I mean, you can make it bigger. You can make it do more damage. But if I throw it at somebody's feet... You know, if I threw it t- 10 feet from somebody and they can still run over it before it erupts, it's still useless to me. 
So I always go with Aquifer just to get it out there quicker. Plus, at this point in the match, once you've reached level 8, they've been seeing you throw out geysers, and they know the timing of them by now. Oh, you threw it out. One, two, three. Poosh. Okay. So I know I can make it before it explodes. So I throw out a, you know, one with a reduced eruption time. Run, run. Oh, I'm bubbled. Oh, no. And then I can lay down the hurt. I don't think there are any bad choices here. I think pressure valve is probably the worst choice, in my opinion. But I would agree with that, most surely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I always go with aquifer because I, I think it makes geyser actually useful for me. I can actually put it down and have a decent chance of hitting somebody with it. Yeah, when you're talking like that, I, I can see your point. I got gotcha. you. I'll recant my previous statement and say you're not a complete <laughs> fool, I suppose, for going with aquifer. It's just over time I've gotten very used uh, the dynamic of geyser and that you know that that yeah. wait time you have in between so i know generally just how to deal with it and how to try to trick mm-hmm. people now into backing up into it all that kind of good stuff so i don't think about yeah, it anymore true, true. Uh, but I, I get your point i see where you're coming from there man mm-hmm. everybody look at that you go three options Woo! god what a good job they did <laughs> that's right all right moving on to number nine on the left you've got stagnant pools increases the duration of riptide's trail of water plus three second duration on the right you've got waterproof increases the distance riptide travels plus 50 percent increased distance neither one of these is terrible but i always go with stagnant pools because the longer that riptide is down the more osmosis i'm getting the more damage it's dealing to enemy players the more healing it's doing to friendly players it's a win-win in every way, shape, or form. I understand the right side if people did want to pick that because obviously it's getting farther out, which has the potential of healing and dealing more damage to more individuals because I feel like Stagnant Pools has a better return of investment. I agree that neither one of these is terrible. I generally go with Stagnant Pools just because since I take the you know the added damage to Riptide earlier in the, in the Helix Tree, I, I want that to just be sitting out there longer doing that constant damage to the people who are being dumb and just standing in it. That being said, I've taken waterproof before, and man, your riptide just goes, goes for on days. forever. It, is it really does. Nice. It's pretty sexy. It's just like, oh my god, it's just it went down the whole length of the uh-huh. lane. That's freaking awesome. And I would imagine if you were playing like a meltdown match and you had a slow on your riptide, you just slowed the entire lane down, that'd be pretty awesome. But for me, I always go damage, so I always go stagnant pools. Uh-huh. All right, boys and girls, moving on to the last choice in the Helix. Oh, my goodness, what is this one? On the left, you've got Undertow. Standing in the Emergence Whirlpool slows enemies greatly, up to five seconds slow duration. In the middle, you have your last and final mutation, Transpiration. Casting Emergence resets all other skill cooldowns. And on the right, you have Deep Song. The Emergence Whirlpool heals allies, plus 150 health per second. I don't think there's really a wrong choice in this one, but I think that your best by far is going to be the middle one, the Mutation, Transpiration, if you have it. Because, duh, you get all your cooldowns back up again. And that's fantastic. Because immediately after casting that, you can now throw a Riptide down if you need to get out of a situation. You can now throw a Riptide down if you need to heal somebody. You can throw a Riptide down if you need to deal some damage. The options are endless because Riptide is your bread and butter. It's amazing. However, as I said, going with the left one is awesome because it can just be used, like we stated, as a tool to control things. You pop it down. They, if they do try to come through it, they're getting slowed now and they can't get to you. Or if you want to use it on the right, 
healing allies. Well, duh. You pop it in the middle of a giant sentry battle. Boom, it's doing damage to him. It's healing your melee characters who are in there wailing on him. None of the choices are bad, but I just feel like transpiration is probably the best bang for the buck. Yeah, 100% agree. There are no bad choices here. But if you remember what I said back at level 7, I love cooldown time, and anything that makes my cooldown shorter, I'm going to pick it. So I'm picking transpiration every single time. Plus, if you picked the cooldown reduction on Torrent uh, in level 7, you're reducing your cooldowns of this every time you hit somebody with your actual attacks. So you can cast Emergence, get all your cooldowns up, throw out all your other abilities, then start hitting stuff, and every single cooldown is is coming down. Well, this lets you use your ultimate kind of willy-nilly whenever you want to, versus thinking about, oh, I've got big 60 seconds, I should save it for a big moment. Now throw it out there when, you know, you've used your geyser and your riptide. Uh, screw it. Threw my ultimate out, now I've got another geyser and riptide. Boom, boom, boom. You can just lay waste to everything, uh-huh. like you said. Just throw it all out there, do all the things, Plus, again, like I said, if you pick that one at level 7, when you start attacking stuff because you got no more cooldowns left, everything's resetting faster. So 100% agree. you got to go with the middle on this one. And if you don't have the mutation, total toss-up in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I concur. So there we have it. That's your Helix. And now, of course, we're moving on to what some gear choices should be for Alani. I'm going to go with three Let's... simple ones to keep it Barney basic here. Attack speed, mm. cooldown, and healing power. And the okay. reasons for these are pretty simple and self-explanatory. Heal power, so you can do your job, heal your fellow al- allies. It's a no-brainer. Cooldown, because like you said, cooldowns are important. Riptide is your bread and butter, and I'll say it a billion dang times, so that way if you're new to Alani, you understand Riptide is your bread and butter, and you need it. So you want your cooldowns up so you can use it. So there you go. Boom. And then lastly, attack speed. Because as we talked about earlier, if you can throw those torrents out faster, you're getting osmosis faster, which means you're doing more healing, more damage. It's pretty win-win. Yeah, I think for me, for Alani, I just use my generic healer build, which is a one-shard generator because Alani's slow and you're not going to be having all these chances to run back and get more shards or run up and get more shards. Then a cooldown item, and if you can get a sprint speed, you know, sub-ability on there because you are super slow, then more power to you. But cooldown, like I said, you know, it's a no-brainer. You, you want all your stuff up faster. Cooldown item, and then... The other piece in my healer build is a Solar Sustainer Legendary, which has heal power and attack damage on it. And the legendary ability is, if I heal you, you and I both get attack damage buffs. So you do good damages in Alani. If you just activate that legendary, you get some more heal power and attack damage. And then if you use that legendary effect, you're getting even more attack damage. So I, I think it just all it just all melds together well in the end. I agree, attack speed is nice, and if I if I didn't have that shard builder on there, I'd probably have, you know, one of my attack speed knives, but that's just what I go with. Mm-hmm. Well there you go. You got three stats you really want to look for, and then you got a very particular build. So Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps you guys out a little bit. That's right. Now, how about play style? What do you, where you, where do you normally stand as Alani? Oh, I'm right in the front lines. What do you like to do? What do you like to focus on? Oh, I'm in the front. Oh, all out. Well, you you are yes, but you're in the front with every single character. That's true, but that's how I roll. How do you play a Rendy? You stand right in front and you tank all the and damage. You throw out those damn <laughs> pillars and hope to win. Uh. You just pray to God. 
Nullify, get me out of here. Oh, no. All jokes aside, I do play Alani not front melee, but I play her front. I'm generally right behind melee, but within range of my the mid characters as well. Uh, because Alani's got a very short range, and you can't afford to be middle because middle ends up being back very, very fast. And then you're not healing anybody up in melee, and those are the, typically the characters who need it the most. So whenever I'm Alani, I'm right behind them with your short-range casters, you know, and your short-range damage dealers like Galt. Because I want to be able to heal them, I want to be able to heal the front line. I think that's just the best place for her, because usually the guys in the back, you know, your Isaacs and whatnot, they don't need it. They're they're not in range to take a ton of damage, and if they are, they can run their butts forward a little bit and come get some. But Or they can just return to base. So, play style, that's where I like to be. Sort of right up in the front. And as I said, I'm trying to lay down as many torrents as possible, hitting characters, getting the osmosis up. I do not save osmosis. I spend it as I get it. If I got two, if I notice I got two up, I'll, I'll send it out. I'll heal somebody. I don't care. If I see you need health, I try to give you health. Because the next second I may be focused on an enemy and I'm not paying attention to you and I could have gave you maybe 20% health and I didn't because I was going to save it and then you die. So I'd rather just give you that 20%, go off, do my thing, hope for the best and keep moving. I think I generally play Alani in a similar fashion but a little further back and a little more conservative. I'm generally in that short to mid range, just kind of like you said, hanging around with a Galt or slightly behind him just to keep those short range people in my field of vision so I can see where they're going. Plus that way, if somebody, say, jumps on my boulder and stuns him, I still have the reach of Riptide to push him off a little bit where I can just run up a few feet, throw it out there, throw a heal on him too. Uh, I'm I'm generally a a little more stingy with my osmosis. I like to get it up to a full stack just because... I find if I start spending it kind of willy-nilly, then I don't have enough when something big does happen. And, you know, somebody gets Galileo stunned, and then everybody jumps on them, or they eat like a marquee alt or something. And then I'm like, oh, well, I have, you know, here's a 10% heal, and here's now I'm empty, so here's 50 HP, 50 HP. Uh, uh. So I, I like to build my stuff all the way up, and then if, if somebody needs like a mid-range heal, I'll usually throw out my Riptide then and... If they're smart, they stand in it, and they get plenty of heals that way. Yeah, that's the problem I find, though. Riptide is great for that, but a lot of times people do not stand in it. And I don't—I wouldn't say it's just because they're not paying attention. You know, as we discuss constantly well, in the yeah, thick yeah. of it, you never know what's going on, and the ground's full of all sorts of effects and things happening. So I try true, to be true. patient with individuals about that, but I don't like to depend on them doing it. So that's why I try mm. to just throw out all the mid-range heals I can and keep moving. And another reason to defend the frontline position is Alani can take damage because of you oh, know yeah, her yeah. ability to heal herself, etc. She can stand up there and somebody's going to be like, oh, Alani, I'm going to get rid of her. You know, she can't going to heal nobody. Well, now they're on me and they're all trying to kill me and I'm just heal, 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 backing them up, rip tying them off, backing them up. Guess what they're not doing? They're not killing the melee up front who are pushing yes. us forward and get us closer to the sentry or getting more of our bots into the uh, incinerator. The Minrek, whatever you want to call them. Minrek would be upset with me, so there you go. <laughs> I don't play her too much on capture. That's not my jam. I don't heal anybody on capture. I just run around and you yeah. know, take points, so I can't really speak to capture that much. But for those two... Well, you damn sure play her on face-off, That's though. right. Oh, well, face-off now. <laughs> that's another story. That's a magical combo we've got. I heal you. Uh-huh. I follow you around and give you all the points, and we win. 
because you're Pendles and no That's one can right. see you. And everybody thinks I'm some kind of strange lunatic Alani who's literally doing nothing but running around randomly, standing around. It's great. Like I say, that is the best part because it'll be like one person come to chase you. And, and you go, oh, look, here's an Eldrag or, or a whoever, a Shane and Oryx. And I'm like, oh, okay. Double back, hit him in the back. Oh, what's this? Oh, no. I didn't expect a Pendles even though I saw we were going up against mm-hmm. the Pendles. Anyway. It's beautiful. With all that said, I would recommend her, if you're just starting out, to play her mid-ground. Don't go too far into the melee mm. area because while you're getting your feet, your footing. While you're getting your feet wet? Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, going to try to say? I switched it up. <laughs> <laughs> while you're getting your feet wet. <laughs> boo, boo. You don't want to be up there taking a ton of damage and getting killed and then you get frustrated. So I would say to start, yeah. if this is your first go at Alani, stay mid-range just so you have a little bit more flexibility in what you're doing. But I'd say in the long run, you're going to want to be up there so you can be not only helpful to the melee characters by riptiding and healing them and knocking enemies back, etc., but you're also going to be a target, which gets one or two of their players off of your other melee, and you keep rolling. It's beautiful. Now, one more thing for the beginners, just to reiterate how sometimes hard it is to do direct healing as Alani. If you're staying in that mid-range mm-hmm. and you know, you've got the short-range people out in front of you, you can definitely keep a better eye on where your actual healing thing is going. And if you're in mid-range, it's easier to disengage and face away from, you know, any other allies if you need to heal yourself. If if you're getting started with Alani, if you're unsure of how to play her that well, that mid-range is a good, it's a good learning ground because, I mean, once you know, you can be out front with, you know, your your boulders and your, your galts hanging out there and just know, all right, if I jump and turn this way, then I can heal myself without worrying about him jumping in or her jumping in or a bot swooping in or this or that Mm -hmm. or the other thing. Something I do try to do for healing myself that I've gotten decent at over time, generally speaking what happens is I'll get attacked, I'm starting to lose more health than I can heal myself for, so it's time to get the heck out of Dodge, right? So I turn, I start running, I jump in the air, look down real quick, cast the heal, and then in the same, the whole same sequence I'm putting a geyser down. So heal, geyser, keep running. Not all the time, but a lot of times they're in the heat of it. Oh, they taste me. They want me. So they keep running. Not mm-hmm. only did I just heal myself, so I'm doing all right, and I don't even have to worry about it, but I turn around in a second later, and guess what they are? They're up in the bubble. I start laying down damage. I get my osmosis back up. I cast a second heal on myself. Now I'm at 100% again, and we're right back at it. So if that if you can get mm-hmm. good at doing that, you're going to find your time with Alani to be much more successful and much more pleasurable. Yes, 100% agree. How about any character matchups you find you have a hard time with as Alani? Uh, characters you find really easy to take on as Alani? Uh, how about a little bit of that action to just wrap us up here? Oh, characters to be worried about is if you're in them front lines, like I was discussing, and you've got a sniper. That's a huge, huge problem because if you're doing what I do, you're getting another target off of you in the melee range. No matter who it is, it doesn't matter. They're going to do some damage to you, but generally speaking, you can heal through it. The problem comes is if you got a sniper and they start hitting you, it's over. It's over. You cannot heal yourself through two-player damage to to that magnitude. So snipers always give me trouble as an Alani and just annoy the hell out of me because they also make me retreat, which means I can't heal those forward you know, players, and then they die, and we get pushed back, and it's always a sad day. Other than that, the only other players that occasionally give me trouble are those with a ton of stuns and mm. slows. 
because then you're getting all confused, you're getting stunned, you're getting you can't cast that heal, and if you can't cast that heal and you got a couple on you with high damage, you're out. Game over. You know, no one's coming to help you. It's all over. So I wouldn't. I don't know. For me, there's not a particular character. Well, see, I, I was gonna say going on the lots of slows and stuns. I think those heavy melee characters, like sometimes a boulder or a Galilea, will give oh, you trouble. Oh yeah, if the I'm boulder will piss me off. Because yeah. he'll knock you back, stun you. Now you're disoriented and stunned. Now you're trying to get away. Or if you're like readying up a riptide to get him out of your face, and Galilea stuns you or boulder rushes you. Now your cooldown is blown. And you're stunned, and all this other bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that those are difficult. I find a pendles if he gets behind me and hits me with the slow. If you don't hit him with that riptide, it's hard to disengage him from you. Mm-hmm. He'll just stick on you and and stay there. And if you don't have any backup, then he'll just he'll wear you down eventually and yeah, kill it can you. Yeah, be bad news. But I, I think for me, the the easiest ones are like an Oscar Mike or a Whiskey Foxtrot. Those kind of like mid range DPS characters. Because they'll think they can get you down, but the whole time you're hitting them, getting your osmosis up, healing yourself, hitting them more, and it just, war by attrition, you win in the end. They're just wasting their time while you're killing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are by far the easiest, I agree. But some of the uh, some of the general melee don't bother me. Wraths don't bother me that much. Galileas, if they're really good, they are bothersome. But if they're only average... It's just like a wrath. You can hey, you can come at me all day if you'd like. It doesn't bug me. I can annoy you know. I can annoy you, tell you that you're dead, or B, I've done what I needed to do, which was distract you for a minute and a half while the other guys went and got us where we needed to be. So yeah, I, I think if, if it's a good Galilea, because she'll stun you, and then as she sees you heal yourself, then she'll put her shield up, and then you're not getting your osmosis stacks anyway. Uh-huh. Then she's sucking you in with her goop. All that stuff. Somebody like an Atticus, too, I think can be troublesome, the way he can slow you down, pounce after you, be doing that constant AoE damage to you while he's, like, circle strafe punching you. Yeah, and he hits like a Mack truck, so it's oh, yeah. it can put you in a panic mode really fast if you're not, you know, focused mm. and in it. Yeah, that's, that's why I think those, like, heavy melees, like Boulder, Galley, and Atticus versus lighter ones like Phoebe or Wrath or, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I mean. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Sounds good to me. All right, man. Any any last thoughts? I guess that's all I've got as far as I can think of. Yeah, as far as I know, that's good to go. I hope that helps you guys if you're just uh, wanting to pick up Alani and give her a try. She's a ton of fun. She's very versatile and useful. So mm. I just feel like she's a good, I think she's a good place to begin if you're just getting into the game, period, really. Um, I know some people are intimidated by the support role, but mm-hmm. it's really not that complicated or harsh people don't generally expect you to heal them unless they pick a tank specifically other than that everyone knows that at the end of the day that you're you're on your own unless you obviously teamed up with a a legit team and you went hey you are our healer and you have to heal us just basically what i'm trying to say is go in and have fun check her out don't feel pressured that if you're not healing somebody and they die it's your fault because at the end of it all, they could have just not rushed in like a crazy person and got themselves killed. Mm. That's always a good option. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a really weird game in that sense because if you play like any other MOBA and you are a healer and you don't do good healing, everyone will dump on you. But in this game, I mean, we party up most of the time, so we don't hear a lot of our teammates regardless. But even when I've played solo, you never hear people dump on the healer. It's just, you know, if you went out and died... 
what were you doing? Why did you do that? And not, it's not, oh, why didn't you keep me alive the whole time? So yeah, I agree with you. Don't, you know, don't be put off by the support role. Just do the best you can. And I, I feel like in this game, you don't get, you know, you're not going to take all the blame if you're just starting out and just learning a character. So yeah, I hope that helps you out, guys. If you've got any other further questions, you can email them to us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet them at us at thirdshiftme, or you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. So we'll catch you guys on the next full episode of Third Shift. And with that, don't, don't forget, forget to, to save. save.